I've been around a lot of smart people. I'd rather be around the tough people, and he's tough. It's the thrill of one more kill, the last one to fall. We'll never sacrifice their will. Don't ever look back on the world closing in. Be Welcome to Talking Giants. Giants beat the Bucks, and Daniel Jones' debut. His view has been dated. Debut Danny Dimes. Four touchdowns on the game, including a game winner. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, coming to you live, previously recorded, with my co-host, Danny King. Danny, my man. How are you feeling? I'm feeling so good right now. That game was just an adrenaline-pumping game. I couldn't sit down for like the last three, four, five minutes of that game. I was just standing, pacing back and forth. But, I mean, I don't think we, you could have asked for a better debut right there. Just uh, what what a game that was. Just what a game all around. It really is, man. It, 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 almost, it's, it was like a vindicating win. The defense struggles. The offense is pretty steady, and then that second half, man, they just took off. 18-point deficit at the half, and then Daniel Jones is able to overcome that. And that's why I said, and this isn't like a bash on Eli, Daniel Jones gives us the best chance to win, and that's exactly what we did. Even though we missed, we won on a shank field goal by the Bucks. By the way, the Bucks have the worst luck with field goal kicking. I, I live down in Florida, so I, I watch a lot of Bucks games, and they are they're, they must have some kind of kicker curse. Nonetheless, I'm glad to be on the right side of that one. So, you know, we're, we're definitely have a t- different tune if he makes that field goal because Daniel Jones plays the same way. But nonetheless, a win is a win is a win. And we finally came out on the right side on this for the first time this season. I mean, yeah, we lost the past two years. We lost on a two sixty yard field goals. This was a thirty yard field goal. This was a gimme in most kickers' books. And then, what? We lost to the Buck. I read that we lost to the Buck two years ago on a thirty four yard field goal by Nick Folk. So, I mean, one had to go our way, and finally today went our way. But I mean, it, it was. I, I just, I just don't know how we missed it. It was right there. The Bucks lined him up perfectly, got him in great field position, and they just messed it up. Maybe if that, maybe that delay a game, maybe that never happened. Maybe the Bucks would have made that field goal, but I don't care. I would take a win anyway, and a shank field goal, I'll take that win no matter what. That was an amazing feeling. Because I thought we were losing right there, but then I, when I saw that just miss, I'm like, oh my god, we won. A field goal was missed. I was like, legendary moment right there. Yeah, and we got put in that position because of Janoris Jenkins. We'll get all to the to all the negative stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm saving my stuff for him. I hate it. the injuries, the stake one injury. Obviously, that's huge news, but we won't. Let's save that for the end. Daniel Jones just came out and balled, and this is what we've been talking about ever since draft day. Is the guy is tough? And by the way, all time quote by Pat Shermer. I've been around a lot, a lot of smart guys, 
I'd rather be around the tough ones. And he's tough. He came out and he, when he was facing pressure, he made plays. He made plays with his feet um, more than just the touchdown, that one where he scrambles and, and got to Shep. Uh, he just stepped up in every way possible. Obviously, the fumbles suck, and that actually needs to be addressed at this point. It's not just a fluke. He needs to like take care of that. But nonetheless, he came out and balled and proved that he's a gamer, man. And this is – I'm telling you, Danny, we were I – was, I was so confident in him. Like, I wasn't that nervous going into this game. I really wasn't. And he came out, and I, I feel validated. I know that sounds cocky, but I feel validated. I know it's one game. But he, it wasn't like they ran some kind of read option all day and he was throwing to guys that were wide open. He was making plays. He was making plays that most QBs in the NFL couldn't make. And that's just one game. The legend has been born. And it started today. I mean, if, I mean Dan Orvlosky, a guy that was a Daniel Jones hater, he, he went out there and said, I was wrong. He admitted his mistake. And I respect a man that comes out like that and says, hey, I was wrong. And I mean, as you said, the Giants didn't like get Daniel uh, like ease him into this game. They threw him in there. They had like one easy pass for that first play from Evan Ingram. And then after that, they just threw him out there. He just opened up the playbook so much. So many new plays we were able to use for him. And just that first run when he first sprinted, and got that first down. I'm like, we have a a mobile quarterback. We haven't had that in 15 years, 16 years. So it's just a hundred years. A hundred, yeah, really. That's what it feels like. It, but. It's just such a different feeling around this team right now. And as you said, the legend of Daniel Jones was born today. The haters have been shut up. What what can you say about Daniel? Yeah, ball security is an issue. But what else? He delivered passes that some quarterbacks can't do. He just did everything that you could have expected him to do. I was more nervous than I was more nervous than Daniel Jones. I guarantee you that the guy is a stone cold killer. He's got no fear, no emotions. He was stone these, cold killer, baby. He was taking hits left and right. He got stepped on for God's sake, and the guy just got up right after that. I would. He is such a guy, baller, a stud. There's so many names I could say for Daniel Jones, but today we could say winner and one and zero in his NFL career. Undefeated. He's perfect. No other rookie QB can say that. No, that's not. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, just from the start of the game to the finish. Obviously, the the fumbles were are serious issues. The one, the one where you're throwing it forward, I can live with that because that just happens. Um, I mean, like when 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 you're at the top of your release, like you can't happened, really talk about like oh, happened like, to Eli every game. <laughs> yeah, um, but the other one was was definitely real. But he just showed his accuracy and playmaking ability, and it's like, why did people sleep? I, I don't understand what why people weren't high on this kid because when we actually went and watched him at Duke, I was like, oh, my God, he's a baller. He's a baller who the team let him down time after time. Um, and his team didn't let him down today. Evan Ingram was huge. He made a lot of plays. Shep, obviously. Like, that touchdown to Shep was as beautiful as a throw and catch as you can find. Uh, Odell who, as you would say. Uh, uh, you know, just – and knowing to run on that fourth down. Like, that wasn't planned. A lot of QBs, young QBs, when they have that play – they're going to go one, two, three, run no matter what. That was, okay, this is, they just spread it wide open. They don't have anybody spying me. I'm going to go and I'm going to score a touchdown. Uh, first, I think he might be the first rookie QB to get two rushing touchdowns in his first game. I mean, just amazing stuff, man, in a game where Saquon didn't even play for the second half and more than that. I mean, it's 23 of 36, 366 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, five sacks. Nate Solder did not play well today. Shaq Barrett's actually kind of real going into this game. I thought it was just kind of like a one-game thing for him, but he actually looked pretty good. But he was getting pressured, and he was just so comfortable with that. Like that, 
Like, we haven't seen that out of Eli in past years where you can just be pressured, have guys in your face, and he was completely confident. And that's what that's what he is. And this is game one. It's only going to get better from here. Obviously, he'll he's not going to play as, as well as this, and he's going to have a bad game here or there. But his development only gets better from here on. I mean, 200-yard receivers and Shep and Ingram. By the way, Darius Slayton made some big plays, three catches for 82 yards in his debut. Ryan Conner, like – it's a team that made plays, and we'll we'll talk about the defense and whatnot. I don't want to do all Daniel Jones, but nonetheless, like we're set. I'm so confident in this guy going forward, and that's that's not an overreaction to this game. It was just this game is more of a confirmation of what we already believed. Yeah, I mean, from day one, you were on board Daniel Jones' train. Anytime someone challenged you to something, you were just looking at every single stat. When, when I didn't know who Daniel Jones was, and I was, like most Giants fans, so mad when we drafted him. But then when I went and looked at his tape, I'm like, wait, why are we mad? This guy's good. And I mean, just look at that. Like, Saquon Barkley, eight carries for 10 yards. Now, obviously, that was skewed because he got injured. But the, those, those carries, though, he, there was nothing going. The Bucks defensive line is legit, and they stopped Saquon. But then the receivers stepped up. Evan Ingram, six receptions for 113 yards. Sean Shepard, seven catches, 100 yards. It's there. Yeah, you said Slayton. But it was just an all-around team effort got us this win. And, I mean, also, I mean, next week when we play the Redskins, I mean, yeah, they got a whole game of Daniel Jones, but there's still so much mystery of Daniel Jones right now. They, Right now the ball secure is the only issue teams have on him, really. And so he's still going to be a mystery for at least next week, maybe even two weeks. So, uh, next week's game just got even huger. A bit, that's not even a word. Got even bigger against Washington. But I'm focusing on tonight. Just he just he, you just can't ask for anything better. He did everything you wanted to do, and he just shut all the haters up. That's the thing. The fumbles is the biggest issue I see with him right now. Other than that, he did, he took big hits. He made big time throws, and just he's perfect what else can you say about him like on that <laughs> he called that game touchdown on that game one touchdown i literally just tweet out daniel jones that's the tweet what else can you say about the guy he's perfect yeah well um he's perfect in my eyes the interception that got dropped that was huge that was huge getting dropped but you know that kind of stuff happens in every game so you know interceptions are dropped all the time that's why those guys are on defense instead of offense um, the O-line didn't play great. I mean, the run game could never get going. We pretty much abandoned the run game after Saquon went out. Um, and it was just like they were able to pin their ears back and go because they knew we weren't going to try and pound the ball. They knew we were in comeback mode, and they knew we didn't have Saquon Barkley to go out there and, and hit a home run play. But, I mean, once, you know, this at halftime, it was, I was pretty bummed out. I was like 18-point deficit. You know, I don't care. You know, I, I, I want to see Daniel Jones do well for the rest of the game, but this game is pretty much done. The defense hadn't had a stop the entire first half and plus one drive in the second half. But to come out, run that play action, Evan Ingram showing his speed, 75 yards for a touchdown. I mean, it's unbelievable that he didn't get caught at like the 40-yard mark where the safety was over over top. Like, I thought for sure he would get tackled, and he made that play. Evan Ingram is having himself a season. That's, you know, two. that's his second 100-plus yard game, second touchdown of the, of the, of the season. He's being he's looking really good. Sterling Shepard has stepped up big. I mean, that touchdown was an amazing catch by Shep. Double coverage and just puts it only where he can get. Shep drags his feet. So Shep, there's a lot to be encouraged about there. Darius Slayton, uh, with Latimer's injury, you know, concussion, depending on how long that goes. Slayton could be starting next week. Um, they might want to pit him in anyways. Uh, you know, pit him on the outside with him, Latimer, and Shepard, and play him because he's got big playability and 
Never, and don't even forget, we have Golden Tate coming back after next week. So a lot going on, man. A wild game. I mean, my head is just like in a million places right now. But a win is a win, and we are on. We're we're in the win column, and I tell you what, Dan, this this is the best episode we've been able to record all season. It's so much nicer to be able to talk about how we won instead of the reasons why we lost. Yeah, I came back from that Bills game on last Sunday, sunburned, hot. It was just a nightmare. We are able to have fun in this game. But, I mean, something I noticed with Daniel Jones, I know you noticed that as well in Duke. He loved that tight end he had. I, I don't know his name, but he loved him. And so far, Evan Ingram is his favorite target. But, I mean, with Saquon Barkley going down, Saquon's huge. You don't want to lose Saquon Barkley. He's a factor for every team. But, I mean... The Giants got playmakers to get it done out there. Evan Ingram, Sean Shepard, Darius Slayton seems like a baller. And as you said, we get gold to take back in a week. Like, th- this team is only getting better right now. Obviously, losing Saquon Hurts, but they're getting the reinforcements they need. Cody Latimer could be back uh, maybe next week. Who knows how long that will last. But uh, this team has all the potential to do. And besides, like, really what felt like one player on defense— the whole team contributed to this win. The defense, we're going to get on to them, but everyone did a good job. Everyone played their part in getting this team their win and helping Daniel Jones get his first win. But, yeah, I mean, this team's only going to get better, and it's only the first game of hopefully the next 15 years of Daniel Jones's career. But for one game, a game-winning touchdown drive, just a dominant game, I mean, that's it. I mean... He, he Eli trained him well. I mean, not trained him well. He's still training him, but just the, all those photos of Eli and him. That picture of him hugging. That that got me. And that was wasn't like a like a handshake at the at the at the fifty yard line hug. That was hugging him like head buried into his shoulder. That I'll just say it. That was cute. That was, that was very <laughs> cute. We're we're mainly on the show, but goddamn, we'll admit when something is cute, and that photo was cute. I mean, just. Eli, just even that on that game winning drive when Eli was on the sideline, just like telling him, like, "Hey, like, look, like, instructed him." I mean, this is also part of Eli. Gosh, I would pay money to hear I what would. Eli Manning was singing to hear. Now, in my mind, it's like, "You got this, baby. You're the one." They benched a 15 year, two time <laughs> Super Bowl champion for you. You better go out there and win. But obviously, Eli's like, "Hey, man, do good." No, I mean, like. Daniel Jones is also part of Eli's legacy because if Daniel Jones does good, that that reflects well on Eli because he's the one that's getting him ready. I mean, Daniel Jones is in a perfect position with Eli there to teach him. I mean, I can't name a better situation. Yeah, and by the way, people, and this is to backtrack a lot, but the people are like, we're wasting $17 million to be on the bench. It's like, you know how invaluable it is to have Eli Manning there training, like not training him, but to be there with him like when he does have a bad game to talk him through it instead of Freaking Kyle Aletta and Alex Tanny. Come on now. <laughs> what were we going to do with that cap space anyways? We weren't going to sign anybody else's free agency. Wait, just who, who does Wayne Haskin have? Case Keenum? I rather Eli. Who does Kyler Murray have? <laughs> Redskins. I hope the Redskins get blown out tomorrow. Obviously just because of the Redskins. But for the most reason, so they pull that trigger on Dwayne Haskins. Oh, please. please pull that trigger on Dwayne please. Haskins. Please. Begging I- you to do it. And, and I'd, I mean, be more, I'd be way more confident going in against Haskins than Keenum. And that's not even trying to be, like, funny. Like, I, I, that's the way I am. Well, and let's look at it. I don't even know who the Cardinals' backup is. I can't even tell you. Josh Rose has got Ryan Fitzpatrick. No. Uh, I'm trying to think of other guys. That's really, for some reason, the only two guys I can think of right now. Three guys. So, 
And I mean, also, let's, I'm going to switch that. Bleh, I'm going to look to next week for a second there. This game's huge. I mean, the Giants are one and two. The Eagles are one and two. If the Giants get a divisional win, I mean, they're not back in it, but they they're taking the steps to get back in it. So one and two huge. is so much different than zero oh and three. Oh, easily, it really is. And you know what? I'm not going to predict playoffs. Obviously, no. Saquon's out. We have a rookie QB. No matter how great he played, and how great he's going to be, <laughs> uh, we have a defense that has serious issues. So I'm not predicting playoffs, but I'll just say one and two. Uh, is is a lot, a uh, uh, much bigger difference than just one game. One and two is so much bigger than zero oh and three. Um, and, and you know, with Daniel Jones pumping life into this team, you know why not? I'm not going to predict it, but why not? You know, no, that, that's the thing. This team had an energy to them that they did not have. Eli, we all love Eli. We all know that, but he just didn't have that like the juice the team needed. And Daniel Jones provided the juice this team needed, and it's just a different vibe. I mean, that's all there is. The whole team feels different now. And it's one game out of another, just a whole season to go. But this one game, not saying it's going to change the course of the season, but it, it positions the Giants into, to as you said, to be that the why not team. We're not saying they're doing it, but why not us? Yeah, man. Daniel Jones passed every test today. He really he, he checked every box besides the fumbles, of, of course. But he got pressure. He beat zone defenses. He extended the play on third down. He used his legs. I mean, he did everything you would want out of him. Everything, including a game-winning drive. And I'm going to make the clip once we get done here. But you're going to remember this game just like we remember Eli Manning versus the Denver Broncos in 2005. Obviously, we remember a lot more because it's game one. But I'm just telling you, like, write, write down. make a Start a diary or something and write right talk about this day because it's going to be something you look back at and smile if you got kids bring them in the room and talk to them like i remember when i was young and dale earnhardt died we were a big nascar fan my dad came in my room and gave me a talk and told me do that kind of talk even though no one's dead but just a very like a talk with your son or daughter um so yeah i don't i'm gonna talk to myself tonight I don't know how i got off on that i'm gonna call my dad uh and you know how you don't care about football (laughs) <laughs> well, let me tell you. Uh, oh, man. So. We're laughing. We weren't been doing that the past two shows. I know. It feels good to smile. It feels good to smile. Oh, man. Where should we go from here? All right. Let's 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 just talk about. Actually, let's take a quick break, and then we'll, we'll talk about the defense and everything going forward. All right. So a lot of people are starting podcasts today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one play. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You'll be glad you did. All right, so we were just talking during the break, and I think we made a good point. I think Daniel Jones made that kicker miss, you know? Like, if, like Daniel Jones made that kicker miss. I think that's actually, like, a pretty reasonable take. <laughs> like, that guy had Daniel Jones in his mind, and that's why he missed. I guess not. I don't think that's a hot take, is it? No, no, it's not a hot take. I mean, Daniel Jones just sent fear down. That kicker, I guarantee, looked back. He saw Daniel Jones, and just fear went down his spine. I guarantee that. 
Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the D a little bit. Uh, and it starts with Janoris Jenkins. And honestly, you suck. Honestly, before that last play, and not be, but in the first half, I honestly wasn't really mad at Janoris Jenkins because Mike Evans is a great football player. He's a top five to seven wide receiver in the NFL, and great players make good players look bad. Um, I was, I was, wasn't fine with it. Obviously bothered by it, but I also wasn't like super surprised. I wasn't like, what's happening? Because Mike Evans is so freaking good. But that last one that put him in the field goal range—that's unacceptable, man. That's unbelievable. I could, I, I, you cannot let that happen. And he did. Luckily, we got saved because Daniel Jones forced that guy to miss the field goal. But like, Jenkins was bad, man. And I don't, I don't think this is going to be indicative going forward because he did have, he was, uh, he did have decent games in game one and two. But nonetheless, Jenkins was out there and was bad, and. It's even worse because he's the one who called out the team last week. And I was fine with that. I don't think that was – I don't. I didn't look at that as like, a, as like a, oh, he's saying the rest of the team sucks. I think he was just talking about the defense as a whole. I didn't, I didn't like I, – and, and I can be pretty negative when people say stuff to the media, but I actually didn't bother mind that. But nonetheless, when you say something like that and you come out and have a game like that, it's, uh, it looks really bad on you, Morris Jenkins. That's the thing that annoyed me the most. He called out the defense, and I supported him on that. I was like, "Yes, call them out because you guys cannot be alone. Have no pass rush and believe that secondary could cover for like however long they had to do." But he went out there and laid an absolute egg. It was horrendous to see. Now, credit he did do a good job slowing it down basically the whole third quarter and all the fourth quarter up until the very one play that he needed to like do something on, but. It, just calling out your defense and then having usually every, most of the other guys around him step up and then ha- him be the one guy that doesn't step up, that that just wasn't a good look on him. Now I'm with you. Janoris Jenkins is a good corner. I was overreacting during the game, and obviously I he should calm down next week. The Redskins don't have the best receivers, but still. You don't call out your other teams, and then you take the step down. That, that should not have happened, uh, but he's a good corner, and he's one of our best corners right now. But DeAndre Baker looked very good. Grant Haley, I'm got to look at the take because I don't know much about Grant Haley right now. But yeah, just Janoris Jenkins, just calling out his defense and then laying that out there, which is not a good look, really. Yeah, uh, he's gonna have to you know look at himself and and see what happens going forward. I'm not calling for like people are saying to trade him. No, like, and is he shouldn't have played that bad. No excuse for that. But let's like I said, remember he was going against a much better football player. Mike Evans is a great wide receiver. Like he's one of the best. Um, and P.S. Like I would, I would have rather had him than Odell Beck. I think Odell Beck was a better player, but Mike Evans kind of does things the right way. He's, you know, he's had an incident here too when he just shoved that guy. But I, I don't even know why I'm talking about this. I like Mike Evans. Mike Evans is a really good wide receiver. Uh, I expected him to have a bigger game than God. Actually, I don't know because DeAndre Baker, we didn't know what to expect out of him. DeAndre Baker looked better. He didn't play perfect, but he looked better. Um, that play where it wasn't called pass interference, although it was pass interference, that was really good. That was a double move, and he was there step for step with him, and that was pass interference. I couldn't, I couldn't believe they didn't overturn that one, and they did overturn the one uh, earlier in the game that was called on us. 
what made that one more funny it was uh the, the Jabril Peppers one significantly hindered that that uh I forgot who was on OJ Howard or something but that when uh, DeAndre Baker's having his like collar pulled and again dragged down to the ground it didn't significantly hinder his ability to make a play on the football just it just it was a stupid call in general I mean those refs they were fine I mean them not calling the whistle on that fumble by a non-fumble by James Winston. It was more annoying when Ogletree then pulled his hammy on that same place. He was like, I mean, come on, you know it wasn't a fumble, just call it there. But uh, Bill Vinovich, he's obviously a little nervous, obviously, because of he's the reason why the pass interference rule exists. He was in that Rams-Saints game. But, yeah, both the Jabril Peppers play, you can argue, is pass interference. I'm fine if you call that pass interference. It looked. It I just don't know was. how you call that, yeah. that one pass interference. And you don't overturn the other one. And the that, Peppers that, one was much less egregious. Yeah, and as I said, DeAndre Baker is literally getting pulled down by his collar. Like, that significantly hinders the defensive player's p- job to defend the football. He couldn't do that. And Peppers, I believe he was in a great position. That could have gone either way. Now, unfortunately, they called it pass interference. But still, if you're going to call that pass that interference. That's a game-changing play, yeah. too. Bucks got points off of that. I think the Bucks got points out of both of those drives. Those were... Actually, no. Was did Connolly intercept or intercept Jameis after that? I can't. I can't remember exactly. But nonetheless, those were both huge plays. I know the Peppers one led to points. Yeah, the Peppers one definitely led to points. The the offensive pass interference one, I don't remember. I think that might have been Connolly, but still, yeah, that could have easily changed the game. If uh, well, yeah, it, yeah, it just easily could have changed the game. That's all we can say about that. Yeah, definitely. Um. Grant Haley, I didn't get too much. I didn't really get to pay attention to him. Betcher, well, there's times where I was definitely frustrated with him. He did dial up the blitz a little bit and put it, like and played his guys tighter. Um, you know, we've been calling for that since week one. He did do that. Obviously, the defense wasn't great at times, but there also was a time um, when Cameron Brake got the first down. I can't remember when it was. But Jenkins was lined up two yards behind the first down marker. It was a third and four, and he was lined up two mar- yards behind the first down marker. And he attacks way late, and they get an easy first down. That's the kind of stuff that can happen. Uh, but Dexter, there's a lot of coverage sacks. So that, that's really good to see with as bad as our DBs have been. A lot of coverage sacks. Um, Dexter Lawrence got one. Golden got one. The X-Man got one. Um, I, can, I can look up the stats right now. But nonetheless, like the D-line – um, even when they didn't like always get there, I thought they played a, a pretty solid game. Not not a great game, obviously, but a a solid game for the D line. I'm not sure what it is, but for some reason, this defense loves the third quarter, and today they love the fourth quarter. I mean, credit to Betcher for two weeks in a row having while well, the defense should be playing good all four quarters. Just at least props to him and the group as a whole to step up and just shut down the Bucks. I mean, yeah, there's coverage sacks. There was a pass rush. Marcus Golden is looking like the Marcus Golden he was brought in to be there. This defense, the annoying thing is they can be good. That's the thing. They can be good, but for some reason, they just cannot stop quarterbacks, at least on the first, like, for the first and second quarter, but now when it's the third quarter, they're out, they're out there again. It stops like nuts. And I mean, if it wasn't for our defense slowing down the Bucks and allowing the Giants to get back out on that field and score touchdowns, we would not have won this game. So we have to get props where credit is due for the defense that everyone stepped up. But I mean, even with the injuries at middle linebacker, when Alex Ogletree pulled his hammy, Ryan Connolly came in, became the leader of the defense. When Tay Davis went out with the most likely concussion, I believe it was ruled a concussion because he went right back to the locker room. David Mayo, he didn't do anything spectacular, but he went out there and filled the role. But, I mean, in my opinion, my MVP of that whole defense, it was one play, 
but that one play won us that game. It was Michael I know Thomas. What you're gonna say. It was Michael Thomas. If he didn't make that tackle, we have a different ball game. And Michael Thomas, because of that one play, you're my MVP. I like you, Michael Thomas. I've been a fan of you. And you I, and I've been harsh on Michael Thomas. And when they motioned Cameron Bright into the into the backfield, am I I, I said out loud, he's gonna get he's gonna catch a first down. He's gonna catch a first down. And when they threw the pass to him, even then, I was like, Michael Thomas isn't making this catch because I, I just don't I, I have not been a fan of Michael Thomas, but he made that play. He, he was great on special teams on the punt team. The punt team did really good. They could never really get a return. Um, so, yeah, that was big. On, like that. Like you said, that's the game right there. And Michael Thomas makes that play. That's that's the difference between a win and loss right there. So, um, you know, good on you, Michael Thomas. Uh, and then, like I said, uh, Marcus Golden had two sacks. Sexy Dexy had a sack. And the X Men had a sack on a covered sack, so um, front and they could, you know, they they could run the ball decent. I'm looking at their numbers right now, but they they it seemed like they were kind of run the ball pretty well. Jones had 14 for 80, Barber 13 for 48. Um, more so in the first half, obviously they did everything better in the first half. Uh, but you know the you know we set out to try and make some plays in the pass, and we did that. And we talked about with Jameis. Jameis was uh, Jameis is going to make a mistake. ESPN, freaking! You can't look at their site without them playing ads. Uh, Jameis was <laughs> like, if you for, like, if you get pressure on Jameis, he's going to make a mistake, and that's what that was on the interception of Ryan Conley. He had a guy, but he overthrew him because he was pressured and made a mistake. Uh, and then Danny Daniel Jones turned it over the next play, and it's like, oh my god, this is going to suck so bad because it felt like that. Okay, like this game is ours now. Um. And then obviously, you know, and we end up winning. But nonetheless, like that was like that was big on Daniel Jones. You can't have that happen. Uh, so Connor looked good. Tay Davis looked good when he came in. He was out there flying around. Um, I hope he's back because I would I would like him to start over Ogletree. Uh, Ogletree hurt his hamstring. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the on the Ogletree injury? I guess we can transition to some injury talk. I mean Ogletree. Uh... It sucks. I'm going to admit that right now. It sucks. Since he didn't have a terrible game. He was much better in this game than he has in the past two games, but he didn't do anything impressive in this game. But he, he's someone, he's a leader of the defense. It sucks to lose him, but I believe Ryan Connolly is ready. That's why Ryan Connolly is drafted, and I believe he could go out there and be a leader. He showed that today. He got the one pick. Obviously, Daniel Jones fumbled it a few plays later, but still, that pick. He, Ryan Connolly is a baller. He can go out there. He made some good plays. But losing uh, Al Golgotree does suck. But it, while he hasn't been anything amazing, as I said, he's he's a leader of this defense, and he's someone that these young guys can go and ask questions for. I mean, he's he's still going to be there, but like out there in the game, he you can ask him questions and all that. Yeah, I would be a lot more comfortable if Tay Davis didn't get hurt as well, because David Mayo cannot be our starter. Yeah, that, 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 that's the issue right there. Tay Davis, I assume he has a concussion because they kind of ran it back to the locker right after that. It's it's Ryan Connolly and David Mayo. Well, I mean, yeah, you got Ryan Connolly, and David Mayo. I want five Ryan Connolly, David Mayo. David Mayo is Nate Stupar two If you didn't like Nate Stupar, you're not gonna like David Mayo. I guarantee you that. Yeah, not comfortable with him if he has to start. So I, I would expect Josiah Toefa to be called up, and I would expect a free agent to be signed if both those guys are down. By the way, we don't need Alex Tan anymore. Cut him. Open up that wait, roster spot. Do you have Tuzar Skipper? Is he? Wait, wait no, yeah, he's but he, he doesn't outside, play. Right? He doesn't play the middle right, though. Never mind. I'm wrong. Continue. Uh, in fact, just pit Antoine Bethea at linebacker. Uh, <laughs> anyways, put Jabril. I don't want to. Jabril had some bad plays, but it's it's so hard to tell safety play 
without going and watching the coaches' film because it's just you don't get to see them for the majority of the play. The only time you see them is when they're getting beat or making a play. Um, neither made plays. Um, and by the way, like, where is the coverage over the top on Mike Evans? Why are we not? Why are we not ready for that? Like, wh- how is how is Jameis able to throw that bomb up to Michael Mike Evans when we have press coverage on him and that kind of play and not have a safety over the top? That's wild. I got I got, I, I need to write down a note to go back and watch that because that. Like as much as that plays on Jenkins is like if you're gonna play tight in that situation and there's like where's there's got to be a safety over the top so I don't know what the deal is with that. Uh, Baker did a good. Uh, Godwin they tried to move uh, Pitt in the slot, um, so they they did well against Godwin. Um, DeAndre Baker played pretty well. Bethay um, and Peppers, like I said, we don't know until we actually go and watch them, um, but they didn't wow. So there's that. Uh, should we should we talk about the Saquon injury? Oh, we have to because it's such a key thing. Yeah, I meant like, is should we transition? Oh, into oh, that? oh, oh, yes, yes, of course. Let's right. transition from one bad injury to an even worse injury. Transition. All right, transitioning to the Saquon injury. This sucks. They can't rush him back. They can't. It's it's a high ankle sprain, which means he'll probably be gone for a, a month. Um, I will say. I'd rather it be an ankle sprain than almost any other injury. And I've said this for a long time. My biggest worry about Saquon is he lifts too many dang weights. He needs to stop lifting so many weights. That's, that causes injuries. It really does. That was seriously my my biggest worry of Saquon Barkley coming out in the draft was like he lifts too many weights. He needs to not lift another weight until his NFL career over. Just do body weight stuff. And maybe he is. Um, but nonetheless, I'm glad it's not like a – uh, ACL, MCL, those those type of things. Um, an ankle sprain is just something that happens. It's not like you know, it wasn't like it was, you know, he had been paying too much pressure on his ankle for his entire career, and then this happens. Uh, sprained ankles are completely recoverable from. Um, but yeah, it, it really hampers us going forward. Wayne Gall, like, and Paul Perkins was cut, so we only have one tailback on the active roster. Um, Maybe Hilleman gets the bump up. Maybe we go out and sign somebody. I'll have to go and look at the running back market that's out there. Um, I'd probably rather do that. Paul Perkins, if they don't go out and like get another guy, I'm sure Paul Perkins will be brought back in. But Wayne, Wayne Gallman will be the starter going forward. Uh, it's it's a huge blow because uh, we saw how the run game going to get going. The Bucks set out to stop the run, and they did that. If Saquon had eight carries for 10 yards. Uh, but like we said, like we saw in the preseason, Wayne Gallman is just not as it's so far off from Saquon Barkley. It's not even funny. There was times where in the preseason we said if Saquon Barkley is carrying the ball, this goes ten to fifty yards. Where with Wayne Gallman, it was getting two to five. So that that is a huge blow, and we can't expect Daniel Jones to just throw it, you know, forty times a game. Uh, so they'll have to figure out a run game. This offensive line has to step up and be good in the run game. They have been so far. I'm not going to say they're like, oh, they're bad in the run game because of, of one game where they had eight carries for 10 yards. But uh, a lot of pressure goes on Gallman because we can't just be a team that completely gets away from the run. And I don't expect us to rush them back either, especially if we're not, you know, if we lose a few games before then. I mean, I, I, I'm, I've been praising Wayne Gallman for a while now. I'm a huge fan of Wayne Gallman. Well, as you said, he's not Saquon Barkley. No one we bring in will be Saquon Barkley. I believe Wayne Gallman can at least be our back for at least the next month, whoever knows how many longs. Uh, Jordan Ronan said when he asked Saquon, 
Like he's asked to say, Quan a question. Taekwon said he had an ankle sprain when his freshman year of college. He was out for two weeks, but still, high ankle sprains are different every single time. It could be two weeks, it could be a month. Who knows? But yeah, just losing him sucks because he's such a game changer. And once he went down, the Giants went like just, they did not even bother running that football anymore. But you got to have a healthy dose of the run in the passing game. But it's just yeah, it just sucks because Daniel Jones. He Saquon was a good factor for him, but I mean he got nothing going against the Bucks today. But still, the Bucks defensive line is very good. He most likely would he had a field day against the Redskins last year, so that would have been good to see. But uh, yeah, it just sucks losing him. But I have faith in Wayne Gallman not to go out there and be Saquon Barkley, but to go out there and be a capable back for at least the next four weeks, five weeks, however, however long it is. Next week is a good test to see where this team is uh, defensively because the Redskins will be the worst offense we've faced so far out of Buffalo, uh, uh, Tampa, and, and Dallas, obviously. Uh, their defense, honestly, I don't know much about their defense. Uh, so I know we'll, they have Landon, and I want Daniel to throw a, a massive time. Oh, my gosh. That, right matchup, that matchup is next week. Ooh-wee, Evan and, Ingram. And we got Josh Norman, who everyone hates. And don't forget, Eric Flowers exists still. Oh my gosh, this is the matchup of all matchups this week. We have to win this game. We can't lose this game. It's this a is huge a, game. This is a it... must win, not even like for like the playoffs. Yeah. It's just a must win for my t- trash talking sake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to get that trash talk going. I mean, this this is a huge game, one, because we can shut up Landon Collins, and two, it's just a huge game in general because it really gets us back to that division race. Also, I forgot Dominic Roger Cromartie's on that team. Good old DRC. Who can remember yeah, that? I love DRC. DRC. Yeah. He's a must follow on Instagram. If you don't follow him on Instagram, and one of you don't have an Instagram, then I'm sorry, then you don't understand this. But he is hilarious on Instagram. His stories, when he just comes out to like an outfit, just some bizarre music, is hilarious. It gets me every time. All right. Anything else we need to clean up? Obviously, Daniel Jones. It's it's amazing. Like seriously, remember this day. You know, we we've been I've been pounding the table for to people like. Believe in this kid. This kid is legit. And you can say negative things about the fumbles, but the f- fumbles don't tell what a player is. Like, they're, they're an issue that needs to be addressed. But I, if you look at the fumbles and be like, man, if this guy doesn't figure it out, he's, he's not going to be good going forth. Like, you're just looking for something to pick at. Uh, the, his biggest mistake was the drop interception. That was his biggest mistake. I mean, he balled out, man. Like, that, it takes balls to come back from that. And to take some of the hits that he was taking. And his legs are real, man. I, I kind of thought maybe we were over-hyping his legs. Because, like, he's not a guy who gets out of the pocket a lot. Like, he he didn't, like, he did run a decent amount at Duke. But you could tell, like, that's not what he wants to do. Uh, but when he got around the pocket, the difference between the Giants and the Duke and Duke is wide receivers continue to try and get open. Whereas Duke, they kind of just sit around and watch. Um. So his legs are more of a – I underhyped his feet, I guess. Um, and then the read option touchdown, I mean, it really changes an offense around. It makes defenses be more honest. Um, and that's what we talked about. Uh, running backs, obviously, Saquon down. O-line didn't have its best game, more so on Nate Solder than any other guys. I thought the rest played pretty well. Uh, Nate Solder got dominated by Shaq Barrett. Uh, he, was getting, you know, he was getting pushed back a lot, so that's got to be fixed. Um, and you, you know what? I want to give a shout out to Elijah Penny on that first, on that long pass to Darius Slayton. Elijah Penny made an amazing block on that. Go back and watch that. That was amazing. Tight ends, Evan Ingram was great. Red Ellison had that man catch. 
Um, and then on the defense, we'll uh, we'll watch tape. But I, I'm I'm happy, Danny. It feels good to be happy again. No, it feels good. But I mean, well, since you gave a shout, I'm gonna give a quick shout out just to the special teams. Great punt coverage. Uh, Antonio Hamilton's a goon on special teams. That's his job. Don't don't ever let him play corner again unless we're desperate. He's a special teams guy. But special teams did good. But yeah. Uh, a perfect debut. You can't ask for anything better. Everyone played well, minus one guy in particular, but I'll, I'll stop hammering that point home. But And the new era has happened. That game went a drive. To me, that was the official pass of the torch. Not naming Daniel Jones a starter. Just right there. That's when I'm like, it's real. He is our franchise court. Well, not, well, that's pushing it. But I knew right there, I was like, the torch is officially passed. Eli knows it. But it was just a perfect game. Injuries happened and they sucked, but other than that, uh, he was everything you could have expected from Daniel Jones. He went out there and proved everyone wrong, and he just makes everyone look stupid. And uh, he makes Pat Shermer, Dave Gelman look at least for a game correct in their picking. But just a perfect debut from Daniel Jones, back from eighteen points, a game-winning drive, just a stud, a goon. Any good word in the book you can think of, that's what Daniel Jones is. He's just a tough guy, and as Pat Schammer says, he loves tough guys. I've been around a lot of smart people in my life, but I'd much rather be around the tough guys. And he's tough. That's that's all you need to know. He is tough. All right. This will probably break our record in downloads. In fact, I put out a tweet saying subscribe. People are like, I didn't know you had a podcast. Help us by leaving us a rating and review. It helps out so much. And we're we're actually pretty weak in those. Like, our reviews don't reflect our numbers, which is sometimes frustrating. So please, you know, leave us a five-star review. You know, write us something nice or whatnot. Um, would appreciate that. And until next time, folks. Let's go Big Blue.